0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Sam Taylor Podcast. My name is Keshav, and I'm the producer. Today, Sam is joined by James Barrett, who works in sales development at Level Jump, which is the only outcome-based enablement solution that ties programs to revenue outcomes from within Salesforce. He's a 2019 Daehisi University graduate in accounting, and James discusses with Sam how he's able to leverage the language of business and accounting from his undergrad to build his career in sales and work towards his definition of success. Thanks and enjoy.
1: Hey James, so, nice to see you. Why do you think Thank I you. would ask you to do this whole video when you are an accounting major, were an accounting major who is not and likely wasn't always planning on working in accounting? Why are you here?
0: Great question. I bet because there's lots of students like me that are either stuck or thinking that they're pigeonholing themselves or maybe unsure about the you know past aside from the big four or you know industry that they can go with an accounting degree is my guess
1: yeah so can you just elaborate a bit more on like the whole stuck your words not mine um you know what would make somebody feel like hey they're maybe in fourth year accounting uh or they're three and a half years in They're their graduation on the horizon why would somebody feel stuck uh in accounting
0: great question again um i think maybe they're like me staring at a consolidation at the height of fourth year wondering do i have to do this for the rest of my life is this the only destiny that a CPA or an accounting degree lays out for me.
1: Yeah, and I think there's also, like I had a student a couple months ago and we were doing, you know, debits and credits as we do in financial reporting. And he's like, so next term, are there gonna be as many debits and credits? And I just started laughing because as you know, with a full-blown consolidation, as like our fourth years know now, uh, yeah it's you're basically just doing debits and credits to smush two things together and eliminate the overlap so uh you know i i, I was probably the least it it wasn't as serious it there weren't like tears at the conversation at the start there may have been towards the end because i just started laughing i was like yeah like there are but the same thing is like we're telling stories so it's not necessarily like you're doomed to debits and credits for the rest of your life um it's but you definitely could be if you, if you choose, if you're like, I love this debit and credit thing, cool. Like this is the degree for you. But also you're right. One of the reasons why I wanted to have you here is to give students uh, an opportunity to see, hey, if I feel stuck or hey, if I don't know what I want to do but I know what I don't want to do, is it too late? Is it too late for me? Like what are my options? And so, yeah, absolutely. So that leads us into the next point um what you doing what you doing now when did you graduate um how many years ago and what have you been up to since and what are you doing
0: now i graduated in june i think of 2020 um no no 2019 we're in 2020 2019 so I've been out of school for a year and a half i guess um i've been at Serial Startups, so I was at a financial tech startup when I first got out of school for just under a year, and now I'm at a new startup that's in the SaaS space, and we do um and software, uh, and I also moved to Vancouver for the absolute fun of it, because everything's remote, and we can now, but it's been Serial Startups for me, um, generally in sales.
1: Hold on. So, serial startups. So, you got your first in sales. So, you got your position with a BCOM in accounting from Dow uh, in a sales position, not in accounting.
0: Correct. Hmm.
1: And have you found yourself using in that first job, the first uh, serial, the first of uh, a few uh positions um did you find yourself using accounting or at all or was it kind of like a nice to have or like what 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 has your experience been with that
0: the first one it was definitely useful in like a weird rounded way in the fact that we were selling capital to like enterprise companies startups We were dealing with their cap stack, like, you know, juggling their equity, their debt. So it was a lot of kind of technical knowledge you'd picked up throughout the accounting degree, like was really useful to like drop into conversations. And you could really understand and have like pretty, you know, comprehensive and intelligent conversations with CROs and, you know, with their, whoever has their finance teams and whoever, you know, runs their books. So that was super helpful just being able to have, I guess, that financial literacy that you wouldn't get in other majors that you take in business.
1: Yeah, like, I remember you telling me a story that you taught your coworkers what subordinated debt was, which I loved. Like, I absolutely, to steal your words, like, nerded out about that. I was like, oh, that is awesome. Whenever people, uh, you know, take what they've learned and then teach other people, that is huge and can do so, like, confidently. Like, hey, yeah, no, absolutely. Here, this is, and this is how it will help you. Uh, And then your role now, and I don't know as much about this one. Um, All, um, what I do know, though, is that you've kind of been taking what you know in your experience and you're building out processes and you're building out teams. Is that correct?
0: Correct. I guess there's some degree of, like, we're talking with budget decision makers all the time and, you know, just being able to have, like, a comprehensive understanding of a budget and you know, where this product would fall kind of as a line item is like really helpful in just having those like open and honest discussions.
1: Absolutely. And to be able to confidently talk about ROI, uh, you know, what is your value proposition? Uh, you know, can you maybe make this an asset? Can you kind of, or would this, you know, strictly fall as an expense and just kind of speak their lingo, get their buy-in uh, and communicate effectively. So address your user and their needs. So, super cool. Um, Okay. So, if you were me and you were in the middle of um, the term and you had a group of third-year students or you had a group of fourth-year students, knowing what you know now, what would you want to, what would you have benefited from hearing from me or from somebody like
0: you? In terms of like, career advice or just oh. school advice
1: let's start with school and then let's let's shift into career
0: okay oh god how do you
1: survive how do you thrive in um in almost end of third year or almost end of fourth year
0: um have a really good group to support yourself with would have been like i mean it's useful through your whole university career but i find in something as no pun intended taxing as like an accounting degree um it's nice to have that support and to like really lean on you for i feel like it's like not always widely advertised that you should be like harassing teachers for sorry professors for office hours or people maybe don't leverage it but like leverage it like you were 80 percent of the reason why a lot of us like got through our degree because you're just so helpful and available and just good at making the content like digestible um career-wise though I think you did a good job I remember you brought in one of your friends who does maybe m as or something mm-hmm. like that and he did like something completely different and went like a totally different route so you yourself when you worked at your junior oil and gas company like that's a totally different route than what a lot of people consider being kind of the traditional path so I'd Think you like did a pretty good job of being like it's a good tool and it gives you like a voice for sure. Yeah,
1: I think you hit the nail there. Yeah, it's a tool and a tool is useful depending on how you use the tool. So you know, like a hammer, hammer's great, but you don't always need a hammer. Um, And sometimes you you like lean heavily excuse me, on a hammer, and other times you're like, cool, maybe I'll just, you know, turn this around and, um, you know, pull out the nail with it, or maybe I'm going to set this in my toolbox and pull out another one. Uh, Maybe I'll lean on my peers, on my group, maybe I'll reach out to Sam or my other accounting professors or other professors in general. Um, You know, like it's not, And you know, you did bring me up, and I try not to talk about this too much, because this is about you, they want to hear about you, right, like you were them two or three years ago. And now you are somebody who, you know, moved back to Toronto, um, hustled, got yourself um, an awesome FinTech job in sales, um, you know, leveraged that and are in another um, position and then took that position, started building out a team and asked to move across the country um, and really kind of owned it and kept adding the value and kept, you know, um, progressing throughout your career and kind of making your own path using the tools that you had so you know to to like you mentioned yeah I brought in some people and I'll continue to do it because there isn't one path there's you know I had one path somebody else had a path and it might speak to different people um but I think like was it hard for you seeing your peers seeing um you know, maybe people that came before you or knowing people that came after you, knowing that they wanted, you know, either big four, they wanted firm or they wanted industry, they wanted the financial analyst. Like, how did that make you feel? um, Seeing them having their jobs and then not having a position post-graduation lined up for yourself.
0: Yeah, I don't, it's not discouraging, but it's like, especially when there's external Influences in your life that are telling you the CPA is the way to go as well like it can get a little noisy and I think it always just came back to me being like it's not prescriptive like I don't need to do that I still don't, I still don't have my CPA and I probably will never get my CPA and you know that and I know that yeah but like the whole degree wasn't for not because it's such a good foundation for you know everything's led me to to now like I don't know if I would be where I was at if I didn't take you know the accounting major and I didn't meet all my great peers and like all my great professors and network hard. so I just oh, think okay. you need to understand that it's not prescriptive and why do what everyone else is doing anyway like do what yeah. you want to do don't just do if you want to go this like big four route it's a great way to go you're gonna make a ton of money if you stick it out and become a partner. If you want to go industry, you can make a ton of money. If you want to never touch your CPA again, you can make a ton of money or whatever motivates yeah. you, not just motivates no, I you. Love make, that. With the money, do whatever is going to get you, you know, going in the morning, but I, I yeah, think as much noise as possible.
1: Yeah, no, I like that because if you, if you go for something, but inside you're like, this isn't what I want to do. And like, how far in do you have to be in order to do something that you eventually want to do? Or how are you going to feel if you chase something for the wrong motivations, meaning it's something you don't really want, um, and then you get it. And then you're like, huh, like, (laughs) well, I got it. Shouldn't I be happy? But if you don't set your own goals, then how are you supposed to be happy? So like, kudos to you, because I know that that couldn't be easy. Um, You know, some people right now perhaps want that accounting job and they don't have it. And maybe they don't want it, but then they don't know what they do want to do. So, you know, one thing I saw with you is you slowly figured out like what you didn't want to do. And then you left yourself open to see what you, you know, wanted to do. And you saw opportunities and then you bet on yourself, right? You were like, hey, what's the worst that can happen? Um, The CPA is always, you know, going to be there. Your prereqs are good for another like five years. So take this year, you know, give yourself some time to figure it out and then, go on to the next thing go on to the next thing um it's it's funny because I like you know that I do a lot of work with CPA and that that was part of my path but the last thing I want to do is know is for students to think that that's because that's my path it's not what I support or mandate or what I think every student should do because you know one of my one of my friends um out here he he was from Calgary and he said something when I first started Dal he's like you're gonna be the prof you're gonna be the accounting prof that um has the least amount or the most people that don't go into an accounting major or like don't go into an accounting job and I was like what because he likes to say like very contradictory things and I'm like oh um like why like you know why am I going to dash all these dreams and he's like well you just know that accounting isn't for everybody but it's all and it's also not um the be all and end all like it's a cool one path or cool couple paths and it opens doors but you know it's not the only way and it's it's never wasted you know being fluent in the language of business is is you know even if you're just sitting there and you're trying to manage your own business that's huge you know understanding where did my money come from how much money do i have um what's the difference between income and cash flow <laughs> what you know what's what's this going to look like to a bank how you know if there is a gray area in the standard what story should i tell to communicate the best way possible and if asked about that how can i communicate why i made this choice so you know while i didn't see it as a compliment at the time um you know i've, I've, <laughs> I've come to really love that because it it shows that it's, it's what I try to do is that, you know, you do you and I'll support you, um, in whatever, whatever people, you know, get excited for Cause it's, um, it's, it's a lot of fun when you can get up in the morning and work hard and like, look at something that you've done and be like, oh, like I did that. Or I helped contribute to that. Yeah. Um, uh, so in there, I want to go to my next question. How would you define success? So how would James Barrett, um, right now, uh, how would you define success?
0: Great question. Um, for 2020, it was monetary just because the world was falling apart and a lot of people didn't have jobs. So I figured if I was employed, good to go, but that is not how it's going to be in 2021. Um, I would define success as not even, like, a lot of people say, like, find that balance as something that you like enough and it, like, makes enough money and blah, 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 blah. But I think it's really just, like, do what makes you happy at this point. So if you can find a job that you're energized about and that you're not, you know, in constant slumps about or it's, like, draining your energy or you're just in it for the cash, like... You can just find something you want to do and in a place that you want to be with like who you want to be around. I mean, success obviously transcends just a job, but I think if everything's just aligned, it feels so much better. I know that's a very Buddhist kind of answer, but I think I'm less angry than I should be. Or than I was, I guess. Time yeah, mean, is very finite. you yeah. need to fill it with stuff you enjoy
1: what I think is interesting about what you said is you know in 2020 it was this and now it is this um I want to point that out because your definition is your definition and your definition can change my definition has changed and I think that that's good um it's good to change and grow and to reflect and um and to constant not constantly but like when something feels like hmm you know you have you wake up more days than not and you're less enthused about where you're at or you're you know maybe there's you know 23 hours of the day where you're like yeah this is awesome there's like that one hour there's a pin in your stomach like go evaluate that get curious um ask yourself why am i you know not you know (laughs) illuminating rainbows like what's going on and and then try things out you know Um, I like the phrase, hey, have you considered, like, I don't know how you orchestrated moving from Toronto to Vancouver, but you did. And um, like, that is so incredibly brave, because you didn't see people doing that for you. Um, And, you know, you work in a sales environment. So I'm sure that a lot of people around you are watching out for sales moves. So, you know, you have to approach it. Um, as you would with anything else um, in a genuine way in order to say, hey, how can I meet your needs and meet my needs? And how do, it's not an either or, oh, I can be in Toronto and make a lot of money or I can go out to BC and I can be happy. It's like, no, no, no. why can't I do both? Um, And I see a lot of times students bringing up these false dichotomies and I, I hear it in myself too. And I feel like Maybe that's what attracts a lot of people to accounting. It's like, oh, there's a lot of jobs in accounting. I will go into accounting because there's jobs. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that mindset. It's definitely a solid skill set because, and because of that solid skill set, there are jobs, but it's like, if you have been here, you now earn the right to choose how you use that solid skill set. And part of that is, you know, being creative, saying, if I'm doing this either or, oh, I can go traveling this summer. Um, or if I don't, then I can never travel for the rest of my life. Like, what? What? It's like, no, like, why? Like, that, that is absolutely one option um, if you choose that. But if, why would you choose that for yourself?
0: 100%. Yeah, so could
1: you, mean just, to you.
0: Hmm? I mean, just putting yourself in the position to even ask is, is more than most people do. But like, just don't be afraid to step out of like a prescriptive route. Like Vancouver wouldn't have happened unless I put my hand out and, you know, none of these jobs would have happened unless I put my hand out and and asked for them. So nothing's going to happen if you don't do something about it, I guess, is a really good looking at it. So, you know, (sighs) ask the questions and the worst answer you're going to get is a no.
1: Yeah, uh, I really like that. What's the worst that can happen? Um, my, one of my favorite phrases is, how, like, would you consider, would you consider me going to to Vancouver? Would you consider? Because most people don't want to do just a blank, like, no, I wouldn't consider. Um, and what I've learned lately is, what would have to happen to make this true? Like, what would have to happen to make this possible? You know, but also, you know, it's good to ask, but you've also done something key before asking, and that was you know, adding value. You add value, you add value, and you earn the right to ask the question. Put your hand up and say, hey, like I really enjoy working here. I have a really cool opportunity um, to, you know, relocate to Vancouver. You know, what would have to happen for me to continue working with you and, you know, go out there for six months and for us to reevaluate that. What do you think about, um, this isn't one of um, the things that we've talked about previously, but what, like, do you have any general, you brought up Buddha a little bit, but do you have uh, any general thoughts about regrets? Do you think it's better to regret, you know, the decision that you made or the thing that you tried or the thing that you wanted to do, but never, never did?
0: No, I think it's lazy. Go really. on. Well, don't like if you're going to whine about something, you to fix it or get over it kind of deal. Like it's a very big time suck and it's very unproductive to just like be upset. You know where I'm headed next year, hopefully applying for Master of Architecture. I could be bummed out that I went into business and did accounting because it's like not maybe what I dreamed of doing or I could just apply for school and go back for Master's and be happy about the perfect storm of other skills that I've gotten that are going to help me in architecture and planning. So I just think it's it's a lazy thing to, to dwell on regrets or mistakes. And, you know, if it didn't kill anyone, it can't be that much of a regret or a mistake.
1: Oh, totally. And do you think you would regret not applying for the master's programs and not trying like now?
0: Proactive regret, probably. I'm just gonna do it. Like yes. I wouldn't even put myself in the position to not so that there won't have, be that opportunity to be regretful about it yeah do it, but you don't yeah, have to face that the- kind of ugly shame or whatever you feel from not falling through or something
1: how do you deal with the resistance or do you do you face any resistance like internally or externally uh you know that some people might call it fear or just the unknown or discomfort how do you deal with that
0: I've definitely never been a person who's like bothered by discomfort or change, but like stress and handling competing priorities is something that absolutely totals me um, all the time, because I like putting myself in that position. I don't know why I'm a bit of a sadist, I guess, but like, I'm like, I'm going to work a full-time job in with a team in Toronto, work on a different hours while building a portfolio to apply for a master's program so like that's not doing myself any favors at all so it's not that i'm like afraid of putting myself in the position it's just it is a lot and like it can be very heavy and just like have a good support system and be able to deal with whatever stresses you put on yourself but um no the unknown's never been a a scary thing because it doesn't need to be don't think just do
1: or don't, don't overthink (laughs) or do. (laughs) Hey, James, for context, just because the students listening to this, they um, might think that you were a straight A plus student, um, all of your four years (laughs) in university. Uh, So if you had to put yourself in a quartile, um, or, I don't know, how would you describe, like, kind of where you sat in academically? Um, just broad range, whatever you feel comfortable with. Just so that people um, can put this into context.
0: You just hang tight for two seconds here. Da, 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 da. Pull it up right now. Got it sent to me the other day. Uh, 3.2. And that didn't happen until third year. It was well in the twos for first and second.
1: And has that held you back? Has it propelled you forward? Or has that just been part of your story uh, or something else completely?
0: I honestly don't think, and please correct me because you know probably better than that. I don't think anyone cares about your GPA as long as you didn't fail out of school for like a more professional like job, because I mean, everyone drops out of college and starts a, you know, IPO is a tech company for 20 billion. Seems like everyone does it now, but If you're like, I I don't think your academic performance dictates how you're gonna be professionally at all. Your character does. I mean, if you are a crappy person with great marks, maybe you'll get the job, but pretty quickly they'll figure it out that you're not awesome to work with because it's so much more than your ability to take a test or understand a concept in a book.
1: Yeah, no, and this is uh, something that it's really difficult for me to kind of connect with students during because I know, I know they, they want that A plus or they want that A or they want that. And sometimes um, they'll ask me questions and they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not like an A student or something. And I was like, well, first of all, (laughs) if anything, (laughs) my job is like exactly for the not, you know, right? Where I can make the most impact where like I should be helping. Um, but the other thing is just like, so what? Like you said, um, and I, and I will agree with you that in very limited situations, do people, um, kind of go through your transcript. I also find that the later that you are from university, the very few, like, and I'm talking, this is my colleagues, myself. Um, I, the last, I had to send, um, a transcript when I was applying to my master's program, but it was essentially, I think it was just like a completion, like what year did you complete? Um, And that was, you know, part of an application process that was part of, you know, hey, did you check this box and what else are you going to offer and how are you going to collaborate and how are you going to communicate and, you know, just making sure that you graduated in good standing. Um, but then it was came down to the letters of recommendation from like my professors from people that I've worked with those relationships, um, you know, it's not to say that academics don't matter, it's just that they are they're part of the story, they're not the defining part of your story unless you make them be the defining part. Um, you are so much more than your academic record, um, and I, I think it works both ways too. Because sometimes I see really, really strong students, and they do this at the expense of everything else. So they do that at the expense of friends, they do that at the expense of, you know, having a part-time job, or, you know, making connections, or, you know, they just put so much focus on this. And then they, when they leave school, they kind of are like, well, well, what now? Like, I have this really great, you know, transcript. And it's like, well, that's cool. But what are you going to do with it? How are you going to leverage you know your transcript but also more so like the lessons that you've learned and the people that you met and you know the passions that you cultivated like you know so it can be a bit of a bummer when people think that that's gonna on its own without without initiative is going to just propel you forward
0: i would argue that like uh the end of university and like maybe your first job is like one of your most important networking opportunities like you should not should not I mean if you have the capability to have wicked good transcript and also be involved in your school and like really get to know your professors because imagine I didn't spend any time with like you or Laura or anyone then I'm coming back two years later asking for an academic reference for a master's program if I had not spent time with you guys you'd be like I don't know who this kid is why would I write them a letter like they don't you know they haven't spent any time building a relationship with me or you know, the road school of business or anything like that. So I think it's like very tactile balance of like four months because it's a good exercise. It's like having ownership and finishing things. Like get to know your professors, go on committees, like join the commerce society, make a ton of friends, have fun. It's still school and you're still in your 20s. I'm still in my 20s. Like I expect to have fun for at least the next 10 years before I even consider growing up a little bit. But no, 100%, like your marks may get you in the door, but it's going to be like you as a person and how you are to work with and, you know, how you show up for your team members. That's going to really propel you in any career, even if you are a CPA looking at, you know, PW, A partner isn't just a guy who got a 4.2 GPA. There's a lot more underneath that
1: absolutely a lot lot more underneath everybody um all right we're coming down to the end of it thank you so so much but first before we sign off anything else you want to say anything else you want to add anything you want to ask me or tell them or you know what would you have wanted to hear two two or three years ago
0: just that it's not prescriptive i think that's the biggest thing just remember that and you know, nothing is stagnant. I mean, again, I'm sounding very Buddha-y. I think it's because of 2020, it was just a very big realization and how fragile life is. And like, you are not your job or your academic record, or, you know, any of those kind of, I don't wanna say vain, but like, make your accomplishments, you know, what you want them to be. You're not going to be judged at the end of your life on, you know, where you worked or where you went to school or what your grades were. It's going to be a lot more than that. But have fun. I mean, it's been a really shitty year. Pardon my language. But to be in university, but it's a great time and you're going to learn a lot and network a lot and have a fun job with your accounting degree.
1: I love it. Thanks, James.